Episode 129, recap my latest fishing exploits and why it's a sad, sad, sad time to be a Minnesota bass angler. Enjoy the episode. This week, the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. Hey, we're live. What's going on, everybody? Hello, Bass Live on a Thursday night this week. What is up, everybody? Whew. It has been a day and a week and all kinds of things. Oh, I would put my visor on, but I'm cold. I need to warm up. You got chilled to the bone today, so I have to put the hoodie on, Crappie Kev, to warm up. <clears throat> Lots of uh, familiar faces in here. What's going on, everybody? Good point. Facebook friends, there's a stars thing. Go ahead and try it out. TikTok people, I think there's a stars thing. Lots to talk about tonight. Cover things, and I'll tell you why I'm so sad. I was going to have Bateman on tonight, but he got put in detention. Had to work mandatory overtime, so no Bateman. Otherwise, uh, he was going to come on and hang out tonight. What's up from Kentucky? Did you go fishing today, Darius? Did you catch some smallies? Ooh. I'm anti-yellow bucket, Miles, but you do you. Um, I'll probably go up there and <clears throat> muddle around with some artificials maybe at some point. Brian says we are... Locked and loaded, good to go, good audio, good video. We'll start that question, Mr. Chang. <clears throat> Bo knows. Thomas is on time. Here we go. Yeah, temps started nice today. This morning when I walked the dogs, it was 68 degrees. By the time 5 o'clock rolled around, it was 38 degrees. <clears throat> so, what do we need to cover? Let's make sure we thank uh, our friends at Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream and the channel. It's not as good a product and it's not as awesome without them. So, thank you, Arsenal. If you guys want to support the channel and Arsenal, there's a nice code, Hellabass15, down below. And Omnia finished their moving sale or their move, so there is uh they're back open and they're shipping again, which is cool. Yeah, we um, we almost hit 70 today, but the bottom fell out. Uh such a quitter, Brian. Such a quitter. The leaves. <clears throat> I, I I didn't quite get together all of my leaves. We got the front yard raked, but there's still some leaves it'll probably be soon covered by snow 
Mid thirty wind chills in Texas. Oof. Yikes. We're gonna have low thirties actual temperatures for highs for a long time. Chad says he crushed. I also got out fishing today. We'll talk about that a little bit. Forty nine and forty eight sounds beautiful, Billy. If I'm being honest. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Uh, latest I ever, I mean, not talking about the river, because uh, I had the bass cat out on Black Friday up on uh, the Mississippi a few times. But in non-power plant situations, hmm, this has to be close. I mean, we're in that, I mean, November 10th, I was out today. It's in that range, uh, plus or minus a week here. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, that's the same for me, Thomas. I don't really winterize my boat. The water just gets hard, and there's no place to take it. Or, or like, the, the roads are so salt and full of crap, I don't really want to bring it anywhere. Um, PFD Jason Thomas is the boat in her home. It's in the garage for the foreseeable future. I don't like... Uh, the chances. So, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I would die for mid 50s. <clears throat> Sharing the screen here. Sorry, TikTok fans, you cannot see the screen. But it was 68 degrees today at lunchtime, and we are going to have a low of 22 tonight. And this is what it looks like for the next 10 days. Pretty sure all the lakes by me will be iced over in the next 10 days. What's up, Amy? So the water temps actually were still pretty warm. I want to say the lake I was on today was like 48 to 50, but the forecast suggests that it's going to be locked up, I think, in 10 days because we're not going to get above freezing basically in 10 days, and we got lows in the teens. Get a couple calm nights when we get down these nights like here where it's east of 7, north of 6. It's going to lock up fast. And we will be pretty much – people will be ice fishing by – Mm, the weekend after Thanksgiving around here, I bet. So unless I venture south, like Rich 17 is talking about, we're probably not fishing anytime soon. I know. So I, I'm feeling kind of tired, and so I, I don't want to disappoint TK, but I'm, I'm concerned I'm not going to go marathon stream tonight, and he might be fit watching the Kardashians later with you. So TK was very disappointed that I had a short one-hour stream last night. He was forced to watch his favorite <clears throat> television show with Amy. But this is actually, you know, all things considered, we had a, a pretty good fall, extended fall here in Minnesota. And 
the, the bad part is it's just going to fall off like a cliff. And I didn't really get much smallmouth fishing in late in the year, although I have a smallmouth video from the last time. I really wish Bill Batterman last Sunday wouldn't have talked to me from going smallie fishing because I think that would have been a good time. Yeah, me neither. Not ice fishing. So there is a chance to maybe fish some river stuff this winter. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're just about done. So that's the sadness is we put the Camus in. So I did go fishing today. So that's the good part. So I went fishing last Saturday. I didn't have a ton of time, so I had to stick close to home. And uh, it, honestly, if I was closer, you know, with limited time to go fishing, I would like to go smallie fishing but any decent smallie fishing is over an hour from my house more like hour and 15 hour and a half or more and <clears throat> so that kind of limits when you only got like four hours to fish you're not really going to go spend two two and a half hours fish or uh, driving so smallies have been off the table so that's why i wish two weekends ago i would have went smallie fishing when i had the time had a, we went largemouth fishing day and we struggled that day it was kind of weird. I don't know why they didn't bite that day because it was beautiful, but that's the way it was. So I've been largemouth fishing around the house a little bit. Went last Sunday. And that stunk. I went this past or this most recent Saturday. Caught a largemouth, caught a few pike, had another largemouth. I caught, actually, I caught one decent largemouth and a couple dinks, lost a decent one, and then lost a pretty big one <clears throat> and caught quite a few pike on a chatterbait jackhammer actually through the uh actually i caught that my best largemouth that day on the uh super k clacken and uh so that was last saturday it wasn't really warm it was like 40 and blowing not ideal but we bill and i went out and caught a few fish <clears throat> got out of the house didn't watch the gopher game um and then yesterday was gorgeous but i had like work obligations and i had to go to a career fair at stout drive over there so like going fishing yesterday was just off the table so today i got a bunch of work done in the morning and then bopped out for the afternoon so that was good uh dustin said he caught 40 um i think jermaine said he uh caught a tank Ooh, yeah. John D's got a hurricane sitting on him. Mainstream said he caught a tank today on the new F4. So that's cool. But the, actually fishing today was kind of interesting. Um, it was a little breezy. I forgot my sweatshirt. Like I had a hoodie ready to go, but I, I was just wearing like my Arsenal like sun shirt. Because when I walked the dog this morning, it was like 68 degrees. And I was like getting sweaty. So I like wanted didn't want to wear a sweatshirt but i wanted to bring it with and i forgot that so get out there and i'm like finishing a work call and literally the i can feel the temperature starting to drop and the wind picking up and starting to spit rain and i was like man i wish i had my hoodie already and uh <laughs> ron says he got 22 on malax and only one was under four pounds yeah that's the thing if i had time i would much prefer to go smallie fishing because i think it would have been really good i just didn't have time to get up there (laughs) 
Um, yeah, the new kid looked pretty good. But so got out and I started trying to throw a chatterbait a little bit around some shallow grass in the windy areas because I knew it was going to wind was going to keep kicking up. So I went to a windier area and it was kind of chilly, but I was like, if I'm going to fish it, I'm going to fish it now because it's only going to get colder. And uh, I felt like maybe I had a couple bumps. Not sure. <clears throat> Fished one dock that I found in the water and I actually had something swim out after my jig, but then didn't eat it. So then I went to another part of the lake um, that's a little more consistent, usually has good grass. And I started throwing my chatterbait around. I thought I had another bump. So I switched to a lipless crankbait, like a red blackback Yozuri. And I caught, I fished down a really long stretch and I caught like four pike. <clears throat> and, I, and I had put on, actually it threw my, that clacking a little bit. The water was pretty clear, and it was black and blue from the previous weekend. So I actually was digging around, and I noticed I had a slobber docker and kind of like a green pumpkin red. So I thought cold water, red, green pumpkin, a little more natural. And uh, <clears throat> started slow rolling that around, and a pike swallowed it and bit it off immediately. So initial thoughts on the slobber knocker. It starts up really well. Cat's pretty consistent. That pike crushed it <laughs> down to its gullet and it was gone. So the pike seemed to like it enough to suck it down and, and bite it off. So it seemed promising. Uh, you know, the the 10 casts I got to make with the uh, slobber knocker seemed all right. Um, I saw somebody said they've been catching them on a burrito. That's cool. Actually, I threw a Huddleston, like a weedless Huddleston a little bit last week, and I got a couple bites on it, but I just couldn't quite hook up on it. I don't know if they were pike or bass, but that was kind of cool to get a couple bites on the swim bait. Um, <clears throat> so today, so then I went, and I, the other thing is like a few times I, w- I actually tried another chatterbait. I tried the Mini Max, and I saw a few fish. following my bait on the live scope and i haven't had a ton of time with the live scope i got it put on when i put it on in august or early september this year and didn't get a ton of time to really like work with it so i noticed a few fish following when my like mini max would break out of the grass and i tried flipping a little three eight ounce jig back to it and nothing um so i was kind of like well i'm catching a few pike so clearly there's some fish in these grass um and uh for whatever reason yeah i would think chad like to me i mean i threw the chatterbait a lot i thought it would be the deal but maybe it's because i'm on a sucky metro lake um so i picked up uh, a jerkbait i put on a like a mega bass 110 <clears throat> and so the nice thing is i could between my 360 and the the live scope, the three I could like see like where the really good grass patches were that were standing tall. And so I threw the the, the 110 out, and I was working it, and I was kind of watching it, and it was only getting down like three feet. And I was like, the nice cool thing there with that live scope is I could really see what its relationship to the grass was. And I was like, these fish don't seem super aggressive on this particular lake. Um, I don't know they're going to come up that far. So I only made about five casts 
and then I put on a Jackal Rearrange MR, the medium runner, which is kind of like a plus one for the Mega Bass people out there. And uh, then I got to see that I was getting down. I could see my bait, like basically just tickling, like, you know, coming through the tops of the the grass, the taller stocks. I was like, nice. And literally five casts, like get a pike. And I catch another pike. Then I miss a fish. And then I catch a really nice largemouth, like a three pounder. And I was like, nice. Like that, that made my day. I'd caught like five, six, seven pike by this point, lost a, uh, a slobber knocker, but I was like, caught a nice bass. It's November, whatever, what, 10th <laughs> today. And I was like, nice. Like probably the last day I'm going to get out fishing. I got at least one nice largemouth. Like it's kind of gravy from here. I did see a, a, a couple of questions. I, I saw your question, TK. I'll get back to it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I put on this uh this jerk bait right here the secret shad 2 jackal rearrange it's kind of like a kind of a ghosty table rock shad a little bit more kind of like a see-through i guess that chartreuse isn't really showing up with that bright light it's kind of washing it out but it's more of a chartreuse belly and uh caught a ton of fish the problem is i probably caught for every one bass i would catch i'd probably catch four or five pike so that wasn't great. My line actually smells like Northern Pike slime. So that's that's good. But uh, it's kind of interesting because this is the bait that I started the year with on the river and took second in the river tournament fishing smallies. And it's kind of the bait that I finished the year on with largies. So kind of cool. Um, and you can see like the pike did a number on my hooks. Like... And they've actually, I actually straightened them back out a little bit, but they're just like torqued. And I think I probably missed a few bass because I didn't take the time to actually straighten those hooks out. Um, probably need to retie this. It's pretty nicked up, but I think it's 15 pound, 12 or 15 pound big game. So no worries, right, TK? The Northerns can't even chew through 12 to 15 pound big game. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And I would say 80, 90% of the fish that I ended up catching, I saw them on the live scope. And so this is really the first time I really, really got to use my live scope to the point where it really helped me boat fish because I could see where my jerkbait was in the weed clumps. So it gave me the confidence to really slow down when I knew I was like, my jerkbait was coming through some like tall stocks and clumps. I could slow it down and like, pause it a little more because i knew like if they were going to be there um like right that gave me the comments to like really like pause it in those areas because water temps were like 48 49 50 degrees um and uh and then also when i there was several times where i would start to work it and then i'd see one like rise up or start to pull up on it or, or react right like you could see the fish react um and then I knew, like, okay, now it's time to, like, really be, you know, like, I could twitch it and see if you react to the twitch, or I could pause it and see, like, so a lot of times it was really cool. Like, sometimes, like, doot, doot, and all of a sudden you just see them, and you just feel your line go, thunk, and then you'd load up. Or sometimes it was weird, because they'd race up, and you'd, like, you'd see the two dots come together, and and then nothing. And you'd twitch it, and then, like, you would go back down. So it was really kind of cool to see that. Um, it had been kind of cool to have somebody else in the boat and maybe have a different colored jerkbait. So maybe something more natural, a little less chartreuse maybe, 
because it was pretty clear water. Maybe if I would have won something more bluegill, more perch, uh, you know, maybe they would have committed better to some of those. So that would have been more fun to be able to switch around. If I would add more rods already, I could have maybe like switched jerk baits, but I was out there like just for like four hours. So all in all, pretty fun catching, you know, four, five, six, pretty good largemouth. Had two other good ones on that came off next to the boat, probably because of these hooks. <laughs> but uh, really got to like see and utilize the power of the live scope myself. Um, and I think the fish actually will bite this weekend. If you're tough enough to go out and fish in, you know, 25 degree weather and, you know, 20 mile an hour winds probably can still catch them. Um, yeah. It wouldn't have been a bad day. Um, I think so too. I think mono holds up to pike better than anything. You should have. It was your birthday. Happy birthday, Eric. Everybody, tell Eric happy birthday in the chat. Uh, Dustin, we did clean. I put two nice pike. One one of the early pike absolutely choked my Yozuri vibe to the point where his gills came out when I took the hooks out. So I threw him in the box. And then one of the other nice ones I caught on a jerkbait, I threw that in the box. And uh, so those are flayed up. They're sitting in the fridge. I'll probably have those for lunch tomorrow. So that's cool. And, you know, 40, 50 degree water, cold, clean water, then pike will be extra tasty. Um, there's a go. A bunch of happy birthdays for Eric. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess the only problem with the rearrange honestly, is getting them. They're really, they cast a mile. They get down really well. They uh, they definitely catch fish. But uh, they're hard to keep. They're, they're rarely in stock. Like, the uh, they do have one color in stock. The uh, what is it? The uh, RT Minnows in stock. Got two of those. But they, uh, so that's really the only downside. Otherwise, probably my favorite jerkbait. So if you need a plus one type jerkbait and you don't want to spend 110 money, 15 bucks, not code protected, Omnia, pretty good jerkbait for not an arm and a leg. It suspended perfect. Like it was like watching it. On, that's the other thing cool is like you can like play with your jerk baits next to the boat or the dock and see what they're doing there. But on the live scope, it's really cool. You can see it. Like, is it sinking? Is it rising? Um, and uh, that thing just sat there, Dustin. It was cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I just kind of hack my way through the pike. My favorite part is just taking that strip off the back. And then I kind of hacked through the rest of it. Um, I threw the 110 for about five casts, and it wasn't getting deep enough. I don't have any plus one 110s. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure if I would have had plus one 110s, I'm sure I could have caught some fish on that. <laughs> Excellent point, JP. You should probably stock up on the, the rearranges because if it's a good bait, Jackal will discontinue it. I would. Big believer. Like, when everybody's throwing a 110 that rearrange is a little bit different. 
Yeah, well, I guess we didn't talk about that. So, um, Miles, I throw it on my 704. And this is the old school. This is the pre-XP champion. Um, so, seven foot, four power crankbait rod. And I got that on the old school Super Free 200, which I don't know. This reel just casts. I don't know. I probably should upgrade it, but it just keeps ticking. And I've been throwing it on, I think this is 12 pound big game. Kind of getting more and more into the mono these days for my reaction baits. Um, yeah, another bit rod that's pretty good if you don't want to spend what is this 250 for this? The uh, the Caden 610 4 CB, a little bit more affordable jerkbait rod is really good too. <clears throat> uh, I threw the Minnesota rig, I actually have a video coming out pretty soon from Alax a few weeks ago on the Minnesota rig, did pretty well. Um, yeah, don't, I don't fix what's broken. <laughs> if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, <clears throat> teaching any plan of adding raptors or poles. Yeah. Most likely by spring, we'll have something on. We'll shop this winter, see if we can find some deals, but absolutely the right deal just didn't come along at the right time <clears throat> for this, this summer, this fall celebratory meal afterwards a tournament win i guess it kind of depends how big the tourney is if it's a tuesday nighter probably taco bell if it's the you know bass nation natty probably like a 150 dollars steak and a couple glasses uh some nice cabernet red wine or something like that <laughs> so um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, depend too. Like if I, I want a big tournament, like in the Northeast, maybe I'd want to get lobster. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was the day in fishing. Uh, kind of excited. Like, I wish I had more time because, like, um, I feel like this is the time of year to work on that scoping, and, and uh, I just don't think the forecast is going to allow me to get back out. I honestly, if my daughter didn't have hockey this weekend, I probably would go out and fight the weather a little bit, but I just won't have time to really do that. Uh, Fogo. <laughs> I don't know. I used to love Fogo, but now I like the thought of it makes me uncomfortable because usually I eat so much that I just like feel disgusting and uncomfortable. And now just like thinking about going there, I get uncomfortable because of like overeating. Let's see here. What else is going on? I did see Austin Coons sent a PayPal donation in. So that was pretty awesome. Thanks for that PayPal donation earlier. Um, you ain't missed much, Rusty. Welcome to the show tonight. Uh, I mean, if I was going to fish from until now, until ice out, 
I think a blade bait would be in heavy rotation because water chimps are really going to drop around here. So if I was going to get out, I probably would be throwing like Silver Buddy, Damiki Vault, like those kind of blade bait style um, baits. Small finesse jigs, really slow. And maybe a jerk bait still for a little bit. And it'd be kind of depending on where I was, maybe a football jig, but yeah. Um, kind of depends if it's small, or large. Blade bait probably be my number one. Um, we are going to talk BP roster update here in just a second. Uh, Go to order at Taco Bell is either the the chalupa meal, and I like the beef supremes. I'm not really a fan of the chicken chalupas, but in the app they have that five dollar box always in the app. So that's usually my go. It's like a chalupa, a crispy taco, and then like chips and cheese. For five bucks with a drink. I could see the Damiki rate. If I was smally fishing or fishing somewhere deeper, just a lot of the lakes around me, I don't think are deep enough for the Damiki rig, honestly. And we lack shad in most of those lakes for largemouth. Mike says he's a big fan of the, the Caden 610 for jerk baiting. So, yeah, um, we could talk about. Yeah, that's a good one. I thought about throwing a little KTAC type swim bait today, but I didn't. Probably would have got bit up by a northern really fast. The pike were chewing today. Um, so, Bass Nation Nationals is going on right now at Pickwick. Pretty tough bite, but I do want to highlight that uh, the Minnesota co-angler, where is he here? Watched a little bit of the weigh-in yesterday. It's pretty tough down there. Where is he? Yeah, exactly. Perry. I was like, where is he though? Like his picture. There he is. Let me give a shout out to Perry. He's been on a roll on the co-angler scene in the Minnesota. <clears throat> I think he made nationals two times in a year, and this year he won the co-angler side. So he with his 14 pounds, 10 ounces, moves over to the boater side for day three, sitting in 11th. So he's got a shot if he can catch a good bag tomorrow where he could make the classic if he can move from 11th up into the top three. So he's got himself a largemouth in. So he had two fish for six pounds the first day and three fish for eight something today. Um, good largemouth and a smallie there. So he's your co angler champ moving over to the boater side. So congratulations. Perry from Minnesota. Uh, so I, I noticed uh, Mr. Cates. Is it, is it Ron? Rod? I forget. Ron or Rod Cates. Uh, he was sitting good after day one. He was the defending champ from last year, the guy that won it um, same time as uh, Maddie. And, uh, but he, uh, he did not catch him today. But uh, let's see here. Just to show you how tough it was. 
the uh, the leader actually is doing all right, like twenty nine pounds. That's about what it was when I was there two years ago, but the weights really fall off. I don't know who exactly made the cut, but I would imagine somewhere between 10 and 13. So like 13, 14 pounds to make the cut. I had like, well, I had 14 the first day and then I had like five the second day and I was like 13th there. Whereas like that would have put me in like fifth or sixth. So it drops off pretty hard. Maddie Wong, not able to repeat. Uh, he uh, had a tough go of it. Two fish total for four pounds. Um, but there's a lot of low weights. A couple guys didn't catch a keeper in both days. Um, so, yeah. Fall's always tricky down south. Reservoirs, things like that. But it was extra stingy this particular week at uh, – and Perry kind of blew it out and won by four pounds, uh, three fish limit. So he had five fish. He had two the first day, three the second day. So not many limits. Well, I guess, no, there's five fish down there. Never mind. It is five fish because your weight can roll over to the boater side. So this is five. So there were literally no five fish limits on the non-boater side, but pretty tough sledding. So that's happening there. Yeah, that's what I was, it was Ray. Yeah, Ray, he was sitting good, but he, uh, you know, I don't know if his boater was not any fish, but uh, he did not catch him today. Doing some book work. Um, other news, BPT had their roster announcement. So they set their new roster of their 80 anglers. Notable notes on that is that there are seven new people. So the new people are Matt Becker, Josh Butler, Mitch Crane, John Hunter, Nick LeBrun, Spencer Shuffield, and Jacob Wall. So Matt Becker, been fishing. He's from, like, Pennsylvania area, Maryland, Northeast. Pretty solid on the FLWMLF for quite some time. Uh, Josh Butler, similar, two, three good years, solid on the MLF. Mitch Crane, similar. John Hunter, been around for a while. Bounce around the Opens, and he may even had a cup of tea in the Elites, I believe, for a while. Nick LeBrun, uh, did almost made it to the Elites. Not quite. John Hunter and Nick LeBrun, I want to say, are both really close to making the elites. Just missed it in the opens. Uh, taking their BPT spot. And then Spencer Shuffield, guy's an animal. He should do really well up there. Um, and then uh, Jacob Wall, who is actually a friend of Mikey Balls. So those that watch Mikey Balls uh, probably have seen Jacob Wall. Jacob Wall's a good fisherman from the Gunnersville area. Um, he looks like he's like 11 but he's actually a really good fisherman. So seven go in. That means seven go out. So let's see here. The seven 
out are Bobby Lane, who left to go fish the Open. So your defending Red Crest champion left to go fish the Bassmaster Open, citing that he wants to get his classic, just like his brother, and just likes to weigh fish and go across the stage. Ishman Rowe, I believe, left. I don't think it was based on points. I could be... I could probably look at the 2022. I don't know if it was just the 2022 or if it was a revolving points. I'm not really sure how they did that. They didn't really go into those details. Uh, And they're honestly, their website sucks. So I don't know if I'll be able to find it. It's a good thing I didn't do homework beforehand. All right, so your bottom five were Jason Lambert, Mike McClellan, Cliff Crochet, Shaw Grigsby. So it can't just be just on this year. Anyways. That's a good question, Dustin. I don't know. I I looked at his socials. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. All right. Everybody, we won't talk until Brennan gets back. Yeah, I'm not sure what Ish is going to do. That'd be interesting to see if he's going to like fish the Western stuff. Uh, he was. He was doing a lot of team stuff. So I don't know if he's going to like go do the Apex and the One Bass and all that kind of stuff and the Western Toyotas, or is he going to fish the Opens or start a fishing show? I have no idea what Ish is doing. Um, Elias is out. I'm guessing that was based on probably some kind of rolling points. I think he'll probably not sure if he's going to retire. Shaw Grigsby, similar, I think. Probably going to focus on his TV show, but I haven't heard. Clavion Johns was out on points. I'm sure he is going to fish something. So he was only up there for a year, I think. Clavion Johns made it up from last season's MLF and already uh, relegated out. And it's unclear exactly how they decide that um or did he leave where did he finish let me try to find him and clavion johns was 70th out of 80. So not great. So I don't understand how they do that. Um, so it's just kind of, there's not a really like clear what's going on, which is weird. Um, yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard that, but that would be maybe my suspicion. So we'll see. And then uh, Jason Lambert, who has been bismal. So I would assume that was a points thing. Mike McClellan's had a tough go of it. So that's probably points. I did see Lambert is planning to fish the Opens based on his Instagram. I haven't heard anything about Peepaw, Mike McClellan. So I don't know if he's just going to chill in the Ozarks there or if he um, 
fish opens or what Mike McClellan will do. So more to come on that. And then alleged Timmy Horton, after announcing his retirement, talking about his retirement on BTL last minute, unretired, and he's on the BPT roster for next year. So that's weird. All right. I did not, I, I listened to that Bobby Lane show. I must've missed that about ish going to the opens. Yeah. I, I just don't, I, don't, I mean, if Clavion is only there for a year, how is he out on a three-year average? I don't know. Uh, I think Wheeler may not be as dominant, but I still think he's going to be really darn good. So he may not walk away with the AOI, but he's going to be in AOI contention just about every year, I think. He's that good. He'll still catch him. I think it will even out the playing field a little bit. You won't see guys like, Wheeler and Canal winning five out of the, you know, six or eight events, but they're still going to be really strong. I also heard, so they had some reorganization changes at MLF today as well. Boyd Duckett's now your president and CEO. So for you Boyd fans, be excited. Um, I heard also that they got rid of their marshals or their, their, uh, they're what do they call them? They didn't call them marshals, they call them judges, right? So they used to have those judges, um, they were basically were dedicated. I don't think they were paid, but they basically, I believe, got all their expenses, room and board, and food paid for. And I believe they've gone away from those. Speaking of Maddie, what's up, Maddie? Maddie popped in on the old TikToks, probably driving home. Uh, what's she doing, Maddie? Um, we're gonna have Maddie on here, not too distant future, doing the recap. Now that you finished up his Pickwick tournament, we'll have get Maddie scheduled up uh, on a future show here. Uh, so yeah, the boat officials. <clears throat> so evidently, they I heard that they got rid of those, and now they're going to a marshal system. So, um, so before right, they had these like we have these dedicated. Boat officials that are trained, they're dedicated, they know the rules, they're the same ones every single event, and now we're going to random martial observers. So, interesting, seems like a bit of a cost savings move. There's been a lot of things on the MLF. I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Brian, he's like, you know, cronky money, they're going to win, they're going to buy bass, but now we've, you know, BPT went to paying, went from not paying entry fees to paying entry fees. Supposedly, they're getting away from boat officials. Seems like a cost savings. Um, they basically abolished the pro circuit and took a bunch of money out of that to make it the invitationals. BFL regionals never used to have an entry fee. Now have an entry fee. Uh, so there's just a bunch of things that seem like cash grab for MLF. <clears throat> so... So, yeah, he, so Fuentes, yeah, I believe he qualified for the elites through the Bassmaster Opens. Pretty sure. Um, he was, I think, on the Major League Fishing Pro Circuit, and he also fished the um, the Opens, and I'm pretty sure he made, I don't remember if it was in the Centrals or the, the All-Around. I'm not exactly, I don't remember. Maybe the Southerns.
There you go. So Thomas says his boss was up, but so they're only being around for the cups, but they're not using them for the BPT. It sounds like. So Suentes was this. He made it in the Southerns. Mm. So lots of thick shakeup, and I'm I'm not a big fan of the whole five fish thing. I think it's the wrong move. And we talked about that. If you want my full breakdown of that, go back and check out a chunk of the uh, the uh, the stream from two weeks ago. Uh, we covered that where I said uh, big five bass won't save MLF BPT. Um, bum, bum, bum. Good news is I should be doing more videos and streams now that the boat's in the garage. I won't be distracted by going fishing, so I should have a lot more time to edit and do more streams, be more consistent. We'll get caught up on our member streams. I do got a bunch of giveaways for that. So, <clears throat> see, that's the thing. I feel like once they go to five fish, if they don't get the traction or the viewership or the response they want. Then what's next? A weigh-in? And they have been really proud about their conservation of live weigh-in release. So it would be pretty hypocritical of them to go to a weigh-in at this point. I have lots of places that I can go fishing. Rusty, I appreciate the invite. It's time is the problem for traveling to go fishing. That, you know, family day job stuff always gets in the way. But who knows? It could happen. Maybe I'll get some work travel in and I'll be able to like stay somewhere or bop or hang out and do some uh, fishing somewhere. Giveaway, giveaway. Are you giving away? What are you giving away, Amy? I don't think we're doing a giveaway tonight. We did a bunch of plastics last week. Did a bunch of Arsenal stuff. I don't think we're going to do a giveaway this week. How many people do we have on here? Let's go about 80 on the old YouTubes. Um, I don't know if there's one that's more skill, but they are different. I think the key to the Champs Tour is, I think... The way I'd like to see Champ Tour is if they had off limits and everybody had the same amount of practice. I would be that's my only issue with the Champs Tour. I think on limited practice, the probably the, the every fish counts champ tour rules probably does potentially take a little more skill. Because in a five fish tournament, if you get one or two big bites, that can really sway the day. So um, but they are different. Yeah, Mexico, I don't know why I agreed to go on family trips over MEA because it's like prime fishing time here. I would assume the marshals are still going to weigh the fish. Otherwise, I'm not sure how it would work. I only made a decision that there will be boat anchors, but I haven't decided on what. Uh, Rusty, the Champs Tour is an every fish counts style tournament trail up here in Minnesota that has a pretty big payout. I want to say it's like 10 or 12 grand to win. Uh, it's an every fish count. They have high school marshals. It's it's a pretty well run circuit. Um, look at this. Amy says they're giving away a tackle craft shirt. We are doing a giveaway. 
there you go. So let's see what you'll be buying for tonight. Let's pop over to TackleCraft.com. Take a little gander. I'm not sure what shirt you're going to win. Gets to be Amy's pick. So we'll go uh, see shop, apparel. So he's got some sun shirts, some T-shirts. I don't know if you have any of your uh, – there we go. They've got some kind of theme shirts like the United We Glide T-shirt, which is pretty popular. Looks like they have some of these in stock, actually. Um, that's a fun one. And then we have the uh, – these are kind of their fun. We have the Scope or Die, which I have. Pretty good-looking shirt. And then also the Rather Be Dead Than Ned. So I don't know which one's – on the giveaway. Um, I think we should just let the, the winner pick their shirt. So hopefully if that works for you, they can negotiate with you uh, on what shirt they want. Scope ones left. Let's see. Are there any scopes in stock? Looks like all the Neds were in stock. Looks like they got several at medium, large, extra large. So scoper dies are in stock. Get yourself one, Thomas. Dustin's saying he's wearing his dead Ned shirt right now. He's got all three. AJ says the Ned is his favorite. So if you don't want to leave it up to chance, I think uh, there was a, some of the stuff is on. They did have some of the stuff marked on sale for a little bit. So, yeah, they're good, good quality T-shirt. I don't think I have mine handy. It's upstairs. Should we do the giveaway now or later? What do people think? Now or later? Tanner on TikTok says, "What's your opinion on the Coinglers three bass?" Personally, I don't like it. Um, I do kind of like it. I feel like it takes, puts less pressure on the boater, makes it easier for the boater and Kohlinger to work together, uh, for three fish. Obviously it does put a premium on big bass, right? Cause if you get a big bass, three fish obviously goes further. Um, and, uh, but overall for how the tournaments work with co-anglers, I just think it's better, like, as a as a boater, when I'm working with a co-angler, it's a lot easier for me to, like, be accommodating for three fish than it is to be for five fish. So um, I like that. I feel like once a co gets three good fish in the boat, they can kind of, like, relax, kind of let the boater do their things. It just kind of makes the whole relationship uh, work back and forth really good. And, you know, for the super serious co-anglers that do well all the time, five-ish is probably better for them. But, you know, for the casual, everyday co-anglers, you know, 
the it's just easier to go for three fish and then they can relax and have more fun um yes travis i am sad because the dropped 40 degrees while i was out fishing today and there is no warmth in sight uh amy says now so we will do it now because we all know what amy says goes right tk When Amy wants to watch the Kardashians, TK watches the Kardashians. Also, this is bird nephew. Oh yeah, all right, yeah. So, and I, I know overall, I'm a, I'm a fan, Tanner. Um, hashtag Amy. All right, so. Get your entries in. Hashtag Amy rocks. <clears throat> to get your chance at winning a TK's custom. Actually, it's a, a print craft custom. TK just steals all the glory by branding it, but it's it's really a print craft custom. You too can win. Scott won on Hellabass. You too can be a winner. This won't get old. Look at all the Amy Rocks. <laughs> Canadian shipping has come out of Amy's allowance. Um, Canadian winners may get, we will, the ability to substitute a gift card <laughs> for Canadian winners. Ah, it's adorable. Yeah, if you win, you're sending out two shirts. Hmm, Rusty, I did film the end of the season review of the Camus, so that is coming. So that's good that I did get that film before the uh, the weather. Um, so I don't I don't know if the marshals will be paid. Uh, essentially, they are a judge. They just are. I mean, I guess the biggest thing is they just will be less consistent and you know not as well trained potentially. So I just know that. That was one of the talking points of the BPT was like in the MLF is like, we've got these dedicated boat officials. They're trained. This is a sport. This is a professional organization. Da 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 da. Right. And uh, like now they're kind of backpedaling on that. So, <clears throat> but I mean, it's no different than like when Bassmasters goes to Lake Fork. And I know some people get nervous about that, that you've got marshals weighing fish that affect AOI standings and things like that. So, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about, Thomas. It sounds like you're saying it like you're talking Chinese. <laughs> All right. 
Thomas will be our correspondent, and he will get us more official MLF boat official information and report back. Sounds good. 40 entries. Let's see here. We got, uh, I mean, we got 86 people between all of the platforms. We should get a few more people that want a sweet-ass shirt. So in my unofficial poll on YouTube, uh, 31% of you say your open water season is over. 43% still holding out hope. And 26% say no end in sight. Yeah. (laughs) This comment, uh, Travis, does make me think that I did notice that Jeff Sprague is still on tour. So... Which I thought there was talk that he'd be gone, but while you're doing your hashtag Amy Rocks, you can also do a quick thumbs up. It will cost you nothing, and it only helps everybody and get more people in here so more people can make fun of Tacklecraft and his Kardashian addiction. So more thumbs up, so more people we can expose to TK's uh, pop culture soft spots. So there is a use for old water guides. That's good to know. Try to entertain. <clears throat> All right, let's check back on our giveaway. We're up to 45. Seriously, only half of you want one of those t-shirts? I'm offended. <clears throat> Maybe half of you are driving. Let's just assume you're driving, listening on your phone, and you want to be safe, and you don't want to type in the chat. That's okay. Or maybe you're watching on your smart TV, and you're like, I don't know if I want to get my phone out of my pocket to make a chat. Um, Carol, that's for the giveaway. Hashtag Amy Rocks is for a giveaway uh, for a TK shirt of your choice. Um, so that's why if Carl figures it out, you, all of your chances went down significantly. If she types in Amy rocks. Yeah. Like I, I don't even know of a Kardashians, but there'll probably be like Kardashian references to his bait names going forward. <laughs> Handful with no hashtag. Hmm. Like this one. Like Tony450, you missed the hashtag. I don't know if you're in there. Bob, space, exclamation point, no hashtag. Yeah. Ice are for cocktails, not for fishing, Frank. All right. Let's get to 50. We will, as soon as we hit 50, we will draw. 
what else do we need to talk about tonight? I don't see anything else on my list. And I know TK will be pissed if he has to give away a shirt and we end early and then he has to watch something he doesn't want. All right, we're at 50. It's happening. Ever what? Everest, he won last week. Back to back winners. Everest won the uh, drastic plastics giveaway last week. His stuff went in the mail on Unreal. First time ever. Back to back winners. I don't know, Travis. We talked about that. I don't know if there's confirmation. Somebody said they heard about that on BTL, but I, that's I have not heard about anything myself. Probably true. It's all it's all a cover up. Everth, you know the drill. Say hi in chat. Let us know you're here. But for those of you that didn't win, you can just slide over to TackleCraft.com. Grab yourself a shirt. Support the people that support our community. Go ahead and do the link in the chat so you guys can click it and check it out yourself. Yeah, Everett should probably buy a Powerball ticket. No joke. Um, I did hear, um, so we could probably talk about that offline AJ, but they couldn't come to an agreement, I guess. I think John wanted to, uh, spend more time with family and kids and not be so gone so much. And I don't know, they couldn't come to an agreement. That's probably the, <laughs> the high level. I actually thought about having John as a guest. So, uh, maybe that would be cool. Let him hear from him yeah there's Everth. he's here um so you know the drill uh i'll get in touch uh amy maybe you can send me a message on instagram and i'll connect you with Everth, and you guys can work out the details he can pick out his size what shirt and then you can ship it out get get me out of the way as the middle man yeah he said something about a sale Maybe uh, Amy or TK can comment in the chat about uh, the sale sale details. Thank you for uh, offering up the giveaway tonight. That's awesome. Yeah, I've actually known John. I didn't know John before Bass, but I think the first time I met John was like 2003 or 2004. Uh, one of his very first regionals was a northern regional up in Minnesota at the Hamadou chain. And uh, yeah, I've fished, ooh, I don't know, eight or 10 regionals and three national championships. And he's been there for all of them. So super good dude. Apparel is on sale until Black Friday. 
So doesn't seem like the Ned shirt's on sale, Tacklecraft TK. Carol says she caught a nice one today. Well, that's cool. You know you love fishing if you're from Kansas because they've got like three lakes. It's like Keystone. And what's the one they just had the Nationals on or the not too long ago? That was super brutal. <laughs> What are the three lakes in in Kansas that you can actually have a tournament on, Travis? Can't think of the other one. The one the most recent, the one that Panger complains about a ton. Rusty's saying the hats aren't on sale. Milford, yes. Keystone's actually in Oklahoma, isn't it? I think, maybe. Milford. Look at that. Just like that. The Ned's on sale. All right. Send all your complaints about missing sale items to Tacklecraft on Instagram. He'll get them fixed just like that. Never heard of Melbourne. Dustin's calling for a uh, a power theme, shallow water, river rat, mobile delta, egg beaters suck, no sissy rods, shallow power theme shirt. So you've been challenged, TK. The appreciation is mutual. It's fun to do. Two Zoom meetings. I don't know. What else you guys want to talk about? We've only been on an hour. And you know TK, he likes his streams long. So we got uh, Pistol Grip the Depth Finder shirt. Maybe a AJ's Cupcake shirt. Um, oh, there's a new one in the works. Maybe I could commission TK to design me a Hellabass logo. I feel like he knows enough about me. Can I, can I pay you to, to draw me a logo? Something sweet, TK. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I, you know, that, that one weird three... The thing is, like, that one comes with it, right? That That particular spoon that what's his name was thrown cody huff i mean it comes manufactured that way but uh yeah i don't know i'm not a big fan now that they have live sonar those spoons with all those hooks really can be sight fishing type lures um tika says all the merch is updated yeah I was thinking, do you think Larry Nixon would answer me? Do you think I could get Larry Nixon? Is that too big of a get for the Halibash stream? 
you think maybe Gary Dobbins would help hook that up? Yeah. Also, uh, for you guys that aren't getting enough streams in your life and you have the ability to watch them either because you don't work or your work life is flexible. TK does a lot of midday YouTube streams. He does them on IG too, but IG sucks. Don't watch it on IG, watch it on YouTube and then subscribe and uh, check that out. When I don't have work calls, I tend to fire up the TK streams and listen to them and, and hang out in the chats. I have a um, Garmin 1022 sitting above my Mega 360 Helix 12 and uh, with a new LVS 34. Yeah, you should buy your rock crawlers from AJ and then send them to TK to paint them. <clears throat> what else is going on? Do people got fishing stories, things they want to talk about? Does somebody want to come hang out? I could put a... Uh, uh a link in the chat if anybody wants to join i could uh <clears throat> uh conrad i do a lot of video editing I do a lot of streams catch up on my honey do list at home try to get ahead at work mm, a lot of kids sports a lot of still a lot of soccer and hockey in the winter that keeps me busy so actually a lot of the videos that i do in the winter time are the videos that give my channel the most growth a lot of my fishing videos while i like doing them and some of you my my rider dies my passionate group watch a lot of my fishing videos um they're not great for growth and a lot of views and new subscribers uh lone star bobby winter crankbaits flat sides lipless cranks um They'd be my two big ones, like some of the like the some of your flat sides and then lipless are kind of what I throw when the water gets cold. <clears throat> it's pretty nice. My biggest personal smallie is probably five and a quarter, five and a half. Uh, I've never weighed one in a tournament. I caught some big ones in a state tournament a couple years ago, but there was already like multiple six pounders. So I didn't end up weighing it for big fish. Um, I've definitely caught some fives on a hand scale, but I'm not, I don't remember exactly. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Low fives. Um, and so I don't know which one is my biggest one. Probably caught it on a tube. If I had to guess. Yeah, I, I saw there was something about a new what HGS Lawrence Pro or something. I haven't got the scoop on. It. I just saw. It. I didn't read up what it's all about. Um, RTBF in Minnesota is 
there's a team trail for the TBF that usually draws about 25 to 35 boats. And then the state TOC tournament usually draws between 20 and 30 boats. So it's, it's mid, it's not great. AJ, I don't know. Somebody told me that it was on Winnicani Winnebago for the Northern regionals. They thought, Somebody thought they had seen that it was published, but maybe it wasn't. So that's what I had heard, but I hadn't seen it from my own eyes. Mm, actually, my winter's pretty good. <clears throat> it's just that when I do more tip videos and more reviews and things like that, I get more traction than I do with like fishing videos. Ooh, 90 Day Fiance. You're talking about the, the Winnicani chain, right, Dustin? That's what I, that's what I had heard, which I'm kind of jealous. Like, I kind of like that. It's, it's a really good tournament fishery. Like, challenging, diverse, a lot of different options. I think it's really cool. Ah, top. Pick for the incoming elites guys and your pick for top three guys for AOI. So the new guys coming in. Oh, I wish I had the list handy. Ooh. So you got like suck up Hallman. Who's oh man, I feel like I gotta wish I had that handier. What's uh wasn't prepared for this. I mean you got Sofuentes. See, I don't actually have uh, unboxing videos don't do well on my channel, sometimes on other people's channel. Travis says Cooper Gallant for Rookie of the Year. Hallman, I'd love to see Hallman do good. Um, Hallman says top five Okeechobee. Amy's, so Poche... He's got some conflicts. He's going to have to skip two elites for BBT tournaments. So probably not a great AOI pick. I'm sure he'll have some good tournaments, but I don't like him for like consistency in AOI. Did anybody watch any Red Cup or Redfish Cup? I did throw it on a little bit Saturday morning when I was laying in bed. I just thought it was an FS1. Yeah, I can't really get on board with the Red Cup, the Redfish stuff. We got Nixon. Be interesting to see how Nixon does. I don't think he's going to be like an AOI contender, but it'll be interesting to see how he hangs. 
Is it because I always give away most of my unboxing stuff? Come on. Where is that? Matt Airy for AOI. Bold pick. Does he have to use a big boat? Are you sure? Why do you say that, Travis? Did he say that? I kind of thought he'd still be using the small boat. Dustin says Nixon will make the classic. That would be a really good year for him, I think. Probably we'll see more. The reaction of the bento box was pretty popular, so you'll probably see more of that. Uh, so back to where was the question? The new guys. So I think uh, a lot of people said they checked out the redfish but didn't hold their interest too long. Mr. Alstrom. Let's see. So, new guys, I think. Sukup, I think, is going to do well. I think he's going to be up there, like on consistency. Um. I think Cooper Gallant's going to do all right. I see Hallman having some good events, but I don't see him like being AOI. I think he could make a classic, but I don't think he's going to be like top five AOI. Um, guys like Brian Smith and David Gaston could be pretty decent picks. And then I think the wild card is that Kuyuai Fujita. Like he's a finesse specialist. So those are some of the to names to watch for sure. I mean, anybody that made it on the overall list, Cole Sands, David Gasson, and Sukup, I think if you make it through the overall, you've proven you've got the chops. And then top guys for AOI next year, I think Polnick probably still has to be on the list. Um, maybe the Johnston still. And I haven't really studied the schedule yet. Ugh. Yeah, that 10-pounder out of Erie, that's that's a big fish. That's pretty awesome. My thoughts? Jealous. Jealousy. And, uh, yeah, maybe a world record will come out of the uh, Great Lakes to beat the the Tennessee, which I know that Ken Duke says it's a sham that that fish wasn't really. Kraken. 
Sean Lai, what's up? Shallow water schedule. Maybe it's a coxier. That'd be cool. Dustin says Hackney OI. That'd be cool. I do not have tomorrow off. Anybody else? Not me. Probably a lot of my customers do, so I'll probably get a lot done. The next record small malt will be caught in the Chicago Harbor by Sean Lai. JDM bait. This would be a new Canadian record. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think Anam needs a few more years before he's going to contend for an AOI. Not saying he can't. I think he's got to get a little more right upstairs. And Nick's here. What's up, Nick? You out fishing today, Nick? Is the is it over for you? Are you are you done open water fishing for the year, Nick? Ooh, big breakfast. That sounds good. Do we have veterans in here? Good question. I'm sure we do. There's our... uh... Okeechobee, Shallow, Seminole. Could go either way, but Shallow will definitely play. Lake Murray. I think that's going to be Herringish Shallow. Santee Cooper will most likely be Shallow. Uh, Lay Lake. Probably being... right. Lay Lake is a Kusa chain, so probably will fish mostly Shallow. Sabine Shallow. St. Clair doesn't get that deep. Um... Yeah, outside of the Somali lakes, it really sets up for a shallow water kind of power fishing, I think. Uh, that's a good way to get blocked, Punch, is to suggest that. Ooh, pheasant hunting. Stay down there. Don't come back. It's getting really cold, Nick. Thank you for your service, Tom. Thank you, Rusty, for your service. Doing God's work, Everth. Well, there you go. There's that TK and Amy. There's an Austin connection with Everth. I, I, I think it'd be fun. Like, I don't want to do nice fishing video. I would be awesome if, like, Soby would invite me to go ice fishing and then i would basically mock and ridicule ice fishing like i did the bento box (laughs) that's awesome is it noah or no how do you pronounce that i'm not sure 
Ruf. Uh, yeah, I'd, if I'm going to go Ice Machine, I'll go somebody good, not you. <laughs> there you go. Frank will go Ice Machine with you. Sobey's too busy big time. He's too busy hunting. Guy won't get out of a tree stand. He hasn't been fishing in like a month. <clears throat> what else is going on? Sean spreading rumors. I don't know. Maybe a wacky rigged uh, general, Max End general on a tip up. I bet you could catch a bass. Wacky rigging a Max End general on a tip up. Wow, Sean. Come on now. I do think we need like a, a beard oil, beard bomb sponsor for the channel. That would be good. Yes, Frank. I think that that's, yeah. Tomorrow is our Veterans Day, which is your Remembrance Day. Yep. Everything's a sham in Illinois. Everybody knows that. <laughs> State record bullhead. Travis ate it. I think there's a decent chance that I've caught and released a state record uh, rock bass at some point in my life. <clears throat> oh, my phone is dying. We're just going to kill the TikTok feed. Nobody's on there anyways. Later, TikTok. You suck. Ooh. I need a guest. I need to get on my horse and get back to a consistent streaming time and get a guest. But Bateman backed out on me last minute. He had to work overtime. That was my backup plan for a guest. I don't think it's that long, Nick. You're being overly optimistic if you haven't looked at the 10-day forecast. We are not. I know the water's warm still. But we're not getting above 31 in the next 10 days, and we got lows in the teens. It's going to ice up fast. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, that, you know, the old record was there forever, and then, uh, it's been probably 10 years since it was broke again, and I, don't, I haven't heard anything really that close to it. 
So that's interesting. I don't know if forward facing will play much for a giant greenfish. I think it's more likely that the Smalley would fall to a forward facing, but I don't know. My apologies, and you're welcome at the same time. Hope you enjoy your Dobbins addiction. So it's the E is pronounced like the vowel sound. No. Uh. I went two times when the water was cold and it warmed back up and uh, fished two afternoons in a row. I think I lost one fish and Steve caught a walleye with me. Gabe's been rocking on the axe. YouTube's too easy. You figure you need to play guitar now too, Gabe? I think so. They seem pretty proud of how their season went, Travis. I have not heard anything other than I don't know if they have a do they have a schedule, but they seem like they're rocking and rolling. What's up, Ronald? That's where all politicians pretty much belong, to be honest, Sean. So maybe you guys are actually ahead of the curve. Yeah, those those seal videos of seals gorging on largemouth are crazy. Just a little family time. Dustin says there's a championship schedule for next year. Tom plinking away as well. Oh, if we get to 90 minutes, is that long enough, TK? I don't know. I was going to do a members only tonight, but I didn't uh, schedule it. I thought it'd be too late. So I'm going to need to do double double members only uh, in November here. Because I do have uh, some giveaways for the members that I need to get out. Spread the love. I need to get some guests on. Who do you guys like in the Vikes versus Bills this weekend? Yeah, we're definitely running out of stim here. You're just going to have to go watch your trashy pop culture TV. See if the Vikes can get a win against a a team with a winning record. But, uh, yeah, so if you guys came in late, lots of fun. Check out the Tacklecraft sale on apparel. And uh, hopefully we see uh, Kirk O in chains 
my Twitter feed was absolutely full of Kirko Chains videos on Sunday, so that was fun. If Allen plays Bills, if he doesn't, you guys don't believe in Case Keenum? Little tip for Smallies in Wisconsin. Um, came in late, catch the replay on the YouTubes, the books, or if you're an MP3 fan, we've been getting pretty good growth. A lot of people downloading, listen to the shows on the MP3. So search Hellabass in your favorite podcast app. You can listen while you uh, paint crankbaits, while you are printing T-shirts, while you're going to the gym, walking your dog, while you're fishing. Um. Happy Veterans Day tomorrow to all the veterans. Uh, Omni is back up. So get your orders in. They got an early 20% off Black Friday sale. If you do, click a link in one of my videos before you go over there. And um, hopefully stick around, subscribe, watch more videos, and uh, help you catch more big bass and suck less. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>